it's ready for you ready for me to start or <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Cutting Room Podcast, brought to you by 7videos and me, Paul Sherwood. Each week, we'll be cutting through the things that you want to know about video marketing. 7videos have been going for nearly 10 years now, and over that time, we've had many achievements, but also learned a lot of things along the way. This podcast is an opportunity for us to share all that knowledge and all that experience with you. Each episode is going to focus on a different topic, concluding with our seven top tips that you can start to put into action in your business. As with all podcasts out there, you know the drill. If you think it's any good, don't forget to give us a follow and keep up to date on when the next episode drops. Hello there, Cutters, and welcome to episode seven of The Cutting Room. I'm Paul Sherwood, one of the founders of 7videos, and this week, as like most weeks, I'm delighted to be joined by Joe, who's also one of our founders. Hello, Paul. Hello, Hello. Cutters. Hello, glad, Joe. Glad to see that stuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also delighted to be joined by Jake, who is our producer. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So this week's episode is all focused around how to generate, or how videos can help you promote your conference or events. Now, events is something that we as a business have done a lot of over the years. We've, you know, we've done numerous across the country, various overseas. So I'd like to think we've got some good stories to tell. Agreed? Absolutely. Yeah, probably not all that's safe for podcast as <laughs> we can use. Which events are you at? <laughs> <laughs> I've not been to most of them with you, yeah. but... <laughs> after events. <Is> it? <laughs> well, we'll leave that there. Um, so, yeah, just touching before we get into all the good stuff and sharing all our wisdom, thought it'd be good just to chat about maybe some of the events we've done as a business. I know we've got a couple of exciting events coming up um, that we're going to be um, shooting. So myself and Joe are going over to France uh, end of April to shoot um, Data Cloud Global Congress, which we're very excited about. And then we've got uh, myself, Jake, and, and Chris and Steve are going over to uh, Washington um, to shoot ITW, which would be a really big job and really interesting job in May. So there are some exciting jobs we've got coming up, which I just wanted to share. But what I wanted to ask you guys is what has been your favorite event that we've done as a business and why? Jake, looking at um, you. I was hoping you were going to say Joe. Mr. Event Man. <laughs> yeah, well, um, obviously it was great to be able to shoot the uh, the WAN Summit in New York two years on the bounce. Um, I think mainly due to the kind of the seniority of the people that were there and, and the fact that, you know, all these people from all over the world had come to, you know, Times Square in New York and, and we were a part of that um, as a fairly young business at the time as well. Um, so it was just a really sort of, Great experience for from a personal point of view, but also uh, for us to learn um, on you know one of the biggest stages. Oh, it was such an amazing city to be working in. I completely agree. It was it was us three that that been there both times, and it was um, just an incredible uh, experience. Just the buzz of the city to be involved there, and yeah, it was, it was cool to be part of. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. I think that when you think back to when when we did that, and that was kind of one of the first events not the first event we'd done abroad and like kind of all the nerves that go into it on that first one and then looking back now with all the different ones we've done now it's yeah. feels more second nature to us and it's kind of those early ones that have kind of put us in good stead yeah to be invited to those places as well like i mean 
I've spoken to friends who've sort of said to me, like, why are they that bothered about you particularly from sort of like Yorkshire going all the way to America to do these events? And I kind of said, well, it's because, you know, we've we've got experience and we know what we're doing and they know that they're going to get a great product out of us. So it is really sort of testament to all the great work we've, we did up to that point. Yeah, no, definitely. Joe, looking at you, favourite event and why? Favourite event, you've already mentioned that we're going to do it again this year, but it was ITW, so International yeah. Telecoms Week. Um, when we did it last time, it was in Atlanta. One of the reasons why it's my favourite is because it's the biggest one that I've done, so it was like over 7,000 attendees. This one spread across two hotels. It was a mammoth of a job, so much content to get done, but just at the end of each day, it was just quite rewarding to see what we what we had done. Not only that, they had quite cool kind of like after show sponsor party things. So there's a Metallica tribute band at one. Oh yeah, which was really good to be fair. And it was a mad busy few days that though, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Uh, it was working insane hours really. Which, yeah. Um, yeah. It was, but looking like, back, it was a, a cracking event and great to be involved with. Split across two hotels, so I think we averaged about thirty thousand steps a day. Yeah, I quickly regretted wearing my smart shoes the first two days <laughs> and I realised, right, I'll put my trainers on. <laughs> What's been yours? For me, probably the first overseas event we did, um, Capacity Europe over in Paris, I think 2016, 2017. Yeah. Again, no real experience of any jobs overseas at that point. Packing the car up, driving down to Dover, ferry across, driving down through, driving, having to navigate Paris <laughs> in the little car with all the kit in um, was, was some experience. That's one thing we learned. Don't drive to every event. Don't drive, <laughs> basically, because uh, it takes ages. <laughs> but just that, just the very nature of just being on the on the European scene, so to speak, was uh, was pretty cool. Seven had landed in Paris. Yeah. It made its impression. Not yeah, so... Dan landed, they'd driven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair point. So that, yeah, that's just a few of the sort of events that, that we've been to. We've touched on some of the, I guess, the exciting stuff we've got going on but I guess the core of what we're wanting to talk about today is all around how we can we can sort of leverage and share all that insight we've got from all these events that we've done and how we can share that experience so that you know people watching and listening can can get value from this so as usual we want to sort of follow the sort of seven key themes at the end of the podcast so I guess to start us off I think when we're looking at how your videos can help to promote your conference or event what can you be doing pre-event to be generating that interest i think a great place to start is to produce sort of short little teasers to kind of just create that intrigue and excitement and you know if it's been like a regular event year after year it kind of puts it back on attendees radars you know that they've had a great time year after year like ah that's coming up we need to start putting plans in place just to kind of get yourself in the minds again of your attendees yeah and it's really important to particularly in those kind of first instances like teaser videos creating intrigue but just really important just focusing on that save the day not trying to overcommit and do too much in that first video you kind of want to start off with that and then you can kind of build on that as it gets closer and closer to the event um just having that nice bit of branding that like you say just creating that intrigue don't give it all don't just put it all out there save the day build intrigue have some kind of point as to what it whether it's in the visuals or just in 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 a little sort of phrase or something but just create that mystery 
that are going to generate questions. Don't just tell them everything that's going to happen. Drop yeah. drop little hints about the things that are maybe different this year. Like obviously, most of the time people go bigger and better than last year. You know, you kind of can drop in a little hint at what that might be, but not obviously revealing everything so that you know people are starting to talk and get excited. Yeah, and still make sure that you can still get across the main reason why somebody would go to those events so it kind of hits home with that target audience. Um, yeah. Like I say, you don't want to give too much away, but it still needs to be able to connect with them. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, yeah, I think that that's kind of the first instance, really, is that this is probably going to be, this is probably a couple of months out from the event, if not even beforehand, just to just, this is the day, this is a little bit about what it is, Get it, get excited, get it in your diary. We'll we'll be in touch soon. And I guess kind of moving on from that, it's then how you go from that initial interest to building an audience of attendees and what you can be doing from a video perspective to do that. Well, you've almost got a bit of a nurture sequence pre-event for various kind of reasons and, and objectives. So you've kind of, you're generating interest to people who've never been before but also the people that have been years before. Um, and I think a big objective at this point should be to start getting people signed up, register their interest, following social media accounts, so that you can then start to put out a bit more information and really sort of nurture people through that sequence of of getting them to a confirmed attendee. Yeah, and you really need to be getting across why people should come to this event why is it different to similar events you've got to make that really clear and make it really obvious to the people potentially coming as to why they should come here and not to to the other one yeah it's about like it's building that commitment now isn't it because you know all events are driven by footfall and attendees the only reason people sponsor them the only reason why people attend them or, or exhibit at them is is because there's going to be the right people in the right room so you need to deliver the right content at that event to get the right people in the room and to get those people in the room i guess it's to also promote what's in store so you know things we've talked about is is highlight reels from previous years or maybe testimonial content from po from previous events attendees absolutely and it's you know, to, to get people to attend these events, you're, you've you basically got to justify in their minds, you know, taking a week out of the diary, any investment that they're going to have to make, travel expenses, they need to be confident that it's going to be worth it and sharing highlight reels, testimonials, all this kind of stuff, it gives them a taster of what they can expect. Um, so I think that's really important in um, making sure that, you know, you are getting... Um, kind of those high quality attendees. It's focusing on that value that the the event offers the attendees or exhibitors, and we touch on it later in terms of what content to get at the event. But this kind of feeds into next year's and next year's. So when you're at the event, you should hopefully have content if you've done it right of testimonials from last year's event, where you can kind of focus on the value that they've got, so you can then push this year's event as well. Um, yeah, and this and this can also apply to drumming up sponsorship as well. You know, you're gonna have to justify the event and show that it, you know, it's of scale, it's of of high quality attendees for to get those kind of big sponsors to to want to invest in your event. Yeah, and sponsorship is a huge part of events. It's it's what funds a lot of them. 
Um, and you can, you, you know, these days you see everything sponsored from from the cloakroom to the drinks reception to the toilet to <laughs> everything. There's anywhere they can put a logo, they do. But that's where they generate the, the bulk of the revenue. Absolutely, yeah. And I think only by demonstrating that it is a high quality event are you going to do that. You're not going to be able to convince someone to part with thousands of pounds uh, just by saying, oh, yeah, it's a great event. We're at a nice hotel. Quite a few people come. They want to see, they want to hear the, the value in, that other people are getting from it. That's ultimately any event has to add value. Like you say, if you're going to give up to everyone's busy now, and one thing that's come out of the pandemic is people have realised how precious time is, and, and a lot of, a lot of people are not wasting time travelling, not anywhere near as much as they used to do. So overseas events, you know, you're gonna it has to be really really compelling to make to get people to go away from the families for for a few days and and to give up that time and and to spend the time catching up on emails and everything when they get back. There has to be that value at the event. Firstly, and secondly, you have to be able to just like you have to be able to advertise that or or get that across to the audience as well. Otherwise, they're not gonna why they're not gonna turn up. Yeah, it's really you do really need to be able to demonstrate that. And and, and when we've done event videos ourselves, like um, at some of the overseas ones, and you you're looking to find out what is what makes the event different and and sometimes like, like you've got loads of panel discussions going on and you might think oh that's the reason why people go but then when you actually get talking to people quite often it's it's the networking mm-hmm. that actually there aren't many other opportunities for people to network in this scenario so if that is the case you need to make sure that's front and center of all your kind of pre um and kind of post promotion that you're really focusing on those things that people care about and that they can kind of um make sure that has been demonstrated through everything that you're doing so really understanding what it is that makes it unique and, and that as well is something that quite often whenever i'm sort of working on a project especially on a highlight reel for an event is to really reinforce those key sort of stats and, and value points i.e sort of x amount of attendees this many speakers here's an example of the big companies that attend you know really sort of figure out what are those things that are going to make other people realize that your event is the place to be and it, it it's it's important to do that year after year as well because you can create sort of a reputation and a legacy by having regular sort of highlight reels from each year people can see that it's building and more and more people are coming every year and it, it just snowballs from there i think yeah and it's really key to have the right people in your videos that are going to attract future attendees and things like that rather than just getting we've mentioned it on tasters in previous episodes just getting somebody who's willing to do it but actually you need the right caliber of person to attract the people that you need to come yeah definitely so that's that's looking at what we can be doing to kind of sell the event and to get people in the room fast forward to how you can be then utilizing video at the event so what can we be doing to capture content when you're at the event well one of the first things you can look at is if you've got sort of presentations being done by sort of quite high profile speakers it's worth capturing that content um professionally and putting that out whether that's as a sort of a a bought package post event or whether it's 
something that uh, you send out to all the attendees as kind of like a thank you for attending. Here's kind of a recap of all the all the uh, presentations because because as well a lot of these events they they have sessions that run parallel with each other, so not everyone's going to be able to attend all of them. So the fact that someone could then go online and sort of watch the ones that maybe they didn't get a chance to it just kind of extends the life of the event after so i think it's important to really make use of of the speakers especially if you're investing a lot of money in getting um high profile speakers in yeah it keeps that momentum going doesn't it and i think it also gives you the opportunity to maybe sell that content post event as well potentially yeah i think so and i'm um so you've kind of got like you say you can you can offer it to the attendees um for free if you like you could also live stream some of the content and whether you kind of potentially you could either you could charge for that as well you touched on kind of hybrid events now and since the pandemic that there are certain people that don't want to do the travel and it's whether you can kind of look at making it more of a hybrid event because you're always going to get the people who want to meet in person the people that want to network and all that but then there are people who uh less likely to be like that and maybe more interested in the content so is there a way you can monetize the sessions without having to get people there and that's the interesting thing with events as well particularly pandemic and how the impact the pandemic had on the events industry which broadly speaking was was negative obviously because people weren't meeting in person and you know the, the, the people involved with the physical meeting you know the events organizers in the main the venues that they were affected massively but what a lot of people saw and a lot of companies who we who we work with actually the attendant the attendance that they got for events actually increased quite significantly yet they didn't make the the, the revenue from it because there was it was you couldn't charge the same amount of money than putting someone up in a hotel for a couple of days and what you do with them sat you know in the you know, sat in the house engaging with it like you know engaging with it online for a couple of days but i guess that at least demonstrates to you that there is that audience there that maybe don't want to travel but do still want that, that, that to consume that content. And I do think on, on some events, this isn't for events that we film, but ones I've attended where um, the, the money for the event is all generated by the exhibitors, not the attendees, and they have really valuable sessions and, and like panels. And all that content you can see for free after the event forever, which... See, as an attendee, is brilliant, but actually, is there a way you can monetize that where it could be free for a certain period, and then after that, you just charge a nominal fee, and then you can increase um, the revenue you can get from that content you've already paid for. You've already paid those people to do it. You can offer it for free to start with, and if people want to check back if it's that valuable, then there is a way of either charging for it or just getting more details and things like that. So there's a lot you can capture on the the event itself to monetize um also other areas that you can kind of capture whilst you're there is like testimonials from the event just making sure you're capturing enough of them on the day as well um you've got a big opportunity to build um a big chunk of content from the event to kind of use you for throughout the year to promote next year so it's really making the most of your time there and the the company that you've got there filming it's also important to recognize as well that yes you have a large group of people that have um decided to attend the event the event physically but you're also quite likely to have a 
bigger group of people that for whatever reason aren't at that point where they want to sort of invest in the whole sort of time out of the diary travel expenses to come to the event but there may still be a level of intrigue there and I think it's a really big opportunity to sort of share what's going on with people who aren't there and that could well prompt them to be like yes we want to be there next year um, so it's important to recognise those sort of secondary opportunities as well. And there's a lot of things you can do now, which again, it's quite simple stuff for people working in events, but you know, the you know, online networking, there's the platforms where you can have breakouts. There's, you could, you, you know, yes, I, I, I still firmly sit in the camp of there's nothing better than sort of a face-to-face meeting. However, you can do all those things that you can do at a networking event, apart from maybe bump into somebody, you know, in the lobby, in the bar, wherever like that. But certainly all the structured networking, breakout meetings, arranging meetings, that could all be done digitally now. So if you're putting on events, you need to be offering that as a solution to people that aren't going to turn up. Because if they're not going to turn up, they're not going to turn up. Give them another option to to engage with the event and who knows what impact that can have in the future, like you say. It's keeping up with the times as well because you can tell you right now that most of the top events are operating on a on a hybrid model and yeah. if you're not offering that same value and accessibility you're going to fall behind um so i think it's it's definitely an important thing to consider yeah yeah and i think yeah and I th- it, it, it you know there's probably a whole other episode actually which the, the more i'm kind of thinking about the live streaming element and what that what opportunity that presents so we might probably need to sort of extend that out into another um episode i would imagine double part yeah <laughs> to be continued yeah. <laughs> leave you on that cliffhanger yeah <laughs> um i think moving on from that it's like it, it, there's another sort of a bit that we've kind of touched upon within that and it's about how so as a video company we get hired by usually the company that puts on the event to create content for that event a transaction takes place they tend to pay us for our services and we exchange that for the videos that we create however there's a few companies out there that are doing this really smartly and they're actually kind of monetizing what we're offering whether that's through getting the videos sponsored or 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 use or, or selling on the videos we're creating to that audience and I guess I'd just like to chat a little bit about what is possible for clients and and why that is so smart to be doing. It kind of touches on uh, what we referenced in the last episode around exhibitions. We talked about how important it is to sort of really sort of shout about the fact of where you are and, and what you're exhibiting and what you're offering. And that in itself can be an uh, an investment opportunity for the people who are putting on the event if we're looking at it from that point of view so if you've got someone that's recording video on site and your exhibitors quite obviously have that need or requirement uh, to have videos produced there's an opportunity there for them to to make money on selling video content to their exhibitors mm. yeah and it's in terms of why it's a smart thing to do like you mentioned it's a way of them for the event organizers actually creating video content is no longer or as much of a cost but actually as a way of creating revenue streams like there's you touched on about 
kind of sponsoring videos and things like that and there's things like that you can do or you can depending on one the type of event you could kind of do it as a we've done ones where they've done it almost like a tv channel where they have a host interviewing different people within the industry and the platform that they've built means that if you're on that and you get that video that reaches a lot of people and people are willing to pay to have those types of videos and it's a really good way of making money from the investment you're making on for marketing your event but then actually turn it into a another revenue stream yeah and, and potentially generate more money than what, what what you're paying which you'd be happy if it covered your costs or even just covered some of your costs because the the video around what you can capture from a content point of view and the highlights and uh, highlight reels the testimonial content all of that is is valuable stuff in itself but if you can get a big chunk of that cost paid back like you know why wouldn't you and I think that, as you touched on there, that is a really important point. If you've got like an editorial arm to to your event, or you've got some kind of trade press, or or some kind of you know, what is there any kind of announcements you can be doing there? As we mentioned, we've done a few in the past where it's maybe like an editor sat down with say a CEO of a, of a business that have got a big announcement to make, and they're doing it at that particular trade press. You know, they may charge that interview out to say you know, that, that particular CEO's company. So yeah, we can do that little announcement for you. We can push it out over our socials. We'll interview you. Five minute interview, might charge that out, say a grand. Say if you do six, seven of them over the course of a couple of days, you've got seven grand back in your pocket. And, you know, that's a real big um, sort of dent into sort of paying back some of your video costs as well. Yeah, and there's all sorts you can do with it. Like you could have it like for exhibitors, again, depending on the style of event, but you could almost create a package kind of white-labeled video service with a video production company where for a set amount of money, you could create certain bits of content for all those exhibitors. Just like you mentioned, Jake, the people there have a need for video content. If you can put together a nice package which offers the exhibitors enough value, you could, again, get more of the money back from the investment you're making in video as well as actually making money on it as well if it if it's done right and you and you work out the right deal and kind of package with the video company to do that yeah it's important to consider as well um the value you can add on subscription-based models like there's quite a lot of um as you mentioned paul editorial arms within uh, events companies and you do tend to see quite a lot of um sort of like magazines being produced for the um, events but obviously that in itself is an opportunity to provide value via video content in a digital format so there is plenty of opportunities to, to generate revenue or at least return on investment yeah and again you can even have it like we took some kind of those announcement style videos but you could also kind of live stream some of these things as well so you could have it like you say branded to your event and have whether it's announcements partnerships whatever it is but you could also live stream some of that content as well just adding kind of more value to it and yeah uh, there's lots of ways in which you can be using companies like us to basically make money from your events so think about what you can do differently and chat to your video company or chat to us if you prefer because uh, we've got loads of good ways in which you can do that yeah. shameless little plug so moving on from that again that, that it kind, of, it kind of touches on what you can do differently and it kind of touches on what we were speaking about then and that's around what you can do differently at these events and what what are, if you're because you know a lot of things that we do 
regular events everyone does what is there any other kind of things out there that people could be considering that they should be doing slightly different i think the there is a real possibility especially nowadays with um kind of the internet speeds and and how quickly data can be transferred it's quite possible that you can get your content out as the event is happening you know if you're having a week-long event you could be getting capturing video content on the first day and the day after or even on the same day you can have little social shorts or little interviews and bits of content that are live almost at the event and I think that in itself just adds an extra dynamic to the how you are sort of presenting the event so especially on sort of social media people who aren't there people are seeing things that are going on at the time and it's it's almost like just adding to that hype and excitement that that this is going on that these things are happening and and as well for people who are there at the event sort of seeing that come out as as they are as they're there i think that sort of just reaffirms to them in their minds that this is a worthwhile event and they're also listening to other sort of opinions and, and ideas that people are sharing um within the space yeah and and, and looking at like we touched on like the teaser videos in terms of to kind of promote the event like what can you do differently that's gonna make you stand out like you can do all sorts with them like i've forgotten the event now but there was a really good one that i saw where rather than just promoting and showing shots of previous events and kind of save the day, they actually shot it more like a TV ad and had a presenter and it was quite funny, kind of took the piss out of kind of your standard event promo videos. And I just thought it was, that was a really good way and we'll put a link somewhere after this of it. It's just a really... You said trip. that last time and didn't put a link Did in. Oh, so sorry. Stop over-promising to our oh, viewers. <laughs> Paul will put a link in. <laughs> but... That, when I watched it, I was like, that's a really interesting way of doing it. Rather than just showing what happened last year, can you think of something or work with the company to help you think of a different way of promoting the event other than what most other people are doing? It's, it's just doing something different. Like Even using it, as we touched on before, using video to generate revenue, money into your business, that's doing something different. It's just thinking outside the box and how can you make the most of the company you've got there to do the filming, to do something different and make you stand out and speak to your video company. You know, they're, they're, they'll have loads of ideas of things they can do and give them a bit of creative license because, you know, you could just be quite surprised what to come up with. Yeah, and the other thing as well in terms of doing things a little bit differently is obviously you, you, you'll have your own video crew there to get the content you need, but more than likely there'll be exhibitors who have their own people there who they use and it's what can you do as the event company to make it even easier for other people to promote your event so whether that's creating like um, a video assets package that you may have so that when other people are creating videos at your event you can kind of keep it on brand and things like that and make it really simple for people to promote your event for you. Offer the comp offer the agency that you're using as a resource to your exhibitors. Mm. You know, we've got a video company. If you want anything doing, just let us know. And you know, it just takes a little bit of work off their desk in terms of having to find someone that that fits the bill for them. Yeah. yeah. No, that's kind of segues nicely onto the, the the final point really, which is all around sort of making the most of the people in the room. But whether that's the film crew or or who's physically in that room from an attendee exhibitor perspective. And we touched on this briefly um, 
in last week's episode on the exhibition front, but how important is it to maximise who those people are in the room and, and, and what value you get from them? Uh, yeah, it's it's hugely important. We kind of mentioned at the start of this in terms of how to promote your event. And actually, it's really key what you capture at the event itself. And we touched on kind of like the, um, the value that your event adds. So it's really crucial that you're finding the right people who can talk about that value at the event and at the right kind of seniority level or, or right job role to kind of do that. Like you've got a big opportunity with the right people in the right room. It's like, how do you maximise that? A perfect example for me for some of the work we did last year, um, say City Fibre is an example. We uh, shot all their partner events uh, across the country. There's probably three or four of them. And what and it was our kind of idea initially is well if, if you've got all your partners there why don't we capture testimonial content from them so we captured probably four or five little mini sort of testimonials at each event um just for them to use in you know as testimonials kind of um it just on the social media channels or wherever but that in reality probably saved them tens of thousands of pounds across the spectrum of what they got because they ended up getting 15, 20 short little video testimonials um, for maybe just a slightly extra sort of cost within the edit, but the film crew were already there. It was just about with planning effectively and, and, and scheduling it in and, and thinking outside the box. You've got to remember as well, like the, these sort of senior figures, and especially if they are a company that you work with overseas, you know, they they spend a lot of money to come and attend these events. Are they likely to just be up for spending that much to come over to you to get to do a testimonial or a case study? Probably not. But they're in the room there. They're ready to sort of create content with you. So it's it's really sort of maximizing having, as you say, Joe, the the those types of people at your disposal for for a few days. Uh, so obviously you've got kind of like the highlight of a real. But then you do need that maybe a little bit more in-depth from individual people who have been at the event to, to, to really go into detail as to why they've got value from that event and why they go every year, why they return. Either, you know, um, as you mentioned, Paul, about the, the partners being at the um, the event, yes, they could have said how good the event was, but in, they were also talking about the service they've received in general. Um, so you can literally cover so many bases just by capturing interview content, perhaps a bit of B-roll, talk about loads of different things, and then you've just got a bank of content there that you can then sort of divide up into the specific areas in which you need to, to address. Definitely, and we, we love a good bank of content, don't we? That is something <laughs> we are always pushing. And on that note, I think we've kind of covered all the sort of main points we were wanting to get across today. So... What I'll finish on, as we always do with every episode, is just to cover off what those top sort of seven tips have been uh, about how to utilise video, maximise video for your upcoming conference or event. So number one is to create a teaser video. Create intrigue and make sure that your clients are getting the dates saved in the diary. Number two, share highlight reels and video testimonials from previous events. Build that hype and focus on the value. Number three, capture content at the event. Content is crucial. Make sure you're capturing it all and it gives you potential opportunities post-event to either add value or to generate more revenue. 
Number four, consider live streaming. The events world has changed forever, so make sure you're offering that as an option. Number five, use video content to generate revenue. As we've touched on, there's various ways in which you can do that, so explore that as an option. Number six, do something different. Think outside the box and think about other ways in which you can do and utilize video that other companies aren't. And finally, number seven, make the most of the people in the room. You've got everybody there in one room, maximize that investment and maximize that return on the investment. And that's it again as number episode number seven draws to a close, magic number seven. So thanks chaps for joining me. No, thank you, Paul. Been a pleasure. Pleasure has been all mine. And thanks to you cutters for listening and watching today. We thank you. If you've liked the show, again, as always, don't forget to like it, give it a rate, give it a subscribe, click on the bell, give us a follow, tell everyone about it. And we look forward to seeing you at next week's episode.